you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everybody, just a reminder to all of our listeners that the Around the NFL podcast is available on Spotify. Just search Around the NFL on the Spotify app and listen to our show wherever you may be. Isn't it great? Isn't technology grand? I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. Yeah, Wes, sell it, baby. The Around the NFL podcast is the Scott Zolak of podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. We could lose that money drive. I don't, I don't like the insinuation, even. Plus, we did it during Super Bowl week. Yeah, we, how about moratorium <laughs> on Scott Zolak until September? I mean, or even beyond September. I mean, no one's given uh, Big Z uh, more free pub than this podcast. That's what I'm saying. It's time to pull back the reins a little bit. Who's his partner? Sochi? Bob Sochi. Maybe, is it, maybe it's Sochi's time to get a little shine. Can't disagree with that. All right. Wow, the four of us back together. First time since Super Bowl Sunday, and that's great. Mark, how was your weekend with the family and kids? Uh, very enriching. My dog, Mark, with a C. Very rewarding. In what sense? It, it uh, made my life better and hopefully the lives of my children and relatives better. How would you how would you rate your relationship with your father-in-law? Let's start there. Well, it was with <clears throat> my actual parents. Not oh, your my, parents. But That's I would right. rate it high. How about your dad? Very about, high. You and Ed. Very high. What, what's going on there? Good relationship? Very strong. No issues. Enjoy talking together. You got to right follow Mark on Instagram. I mean, there's some good beach pictures there Mark with Ed and uh, you would have seen. They had a great time and, down um, in Newport. And your old lady, and she's good too. <laughs> your old lady. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't address her that way. Nor should you. She's your age, so that that cancels out your age. No, not, not Simone. Your mom. Well, your you mom is not your, your, mom, old your old lady. lady. That's what you call your wife in theory. You guys, all sure of yourselves? <laughs> what? It's like no. You would call your old lady here. your mom. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. You call your old, lady, old lady your wife. No. Neither, neither. You would call neither one. But you definitely don't the call your lady. You don't call your mom. Absolutely, the wife. You don't call Here, your mom. Here's your, the proof. In my mom. Here's the proof that you're wrong. Wonderful. Who do you call the old man? 
Neither. Your father. Yeah. All right, Greg, we get it. Your father is the old man. That works. Right, but, but the old lady in pop culture or in America, when you say the old lady, it means the wife at home. Absolutely. Yes, it's like from a 1960s sitcom and hasn't been used too much since. Right. Well, luckily, it's a stalemate because I stand by old lady as mom. Well, I don't address anyone in my family tree as old lady, so I they're <laughs> well, all smart. they're all vibrant and young to me. All right. Well, that see, we're off to a flying start here. Because I got a lot of good information out of that back and forth. <laughs> All right. Seems to be in a, good, in a good place. It is great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So today's show, a lot to get to, uh, including a huge trade involving uh, one of the um, more well-known quarterbacks of the last decade. Um, also big news uh, involving Antonio Brown, who continues to relentlessly publicize his um, uncertain status as an NFL player, and at least in terms of his uh, where he'll be playing in 2019. And also, we're going to talk about some, uh, you know, big names who could say goodbye to their current teams, or to be more accurate, Greg, their teams say goodbye to them. I mean, it's already started to happen. We better talk quickly before this gets out of date. Tough business, you know. But uh, before we do that, let's get to the news. And, yes, the big trade in the NFL. Blackwell stepping up and throwing deep down the far sideline. Caught into the end zone. Touchdown, Jacoby Jones. How does that happen in the Denver secondary? That is stunning. That with a three-man rush and dropping eight guys into coverage, that the Denver Broncos could misplay this to this point. Ah, yes, the mile-high miracle there it was. 70 yards, Joe Flacco to Jacoby Jones in the 2012 divisional playoffs. To me, one of the uh, great uh, holy sh- moments of the NFL newsroom mm. in my Are we time calling here. that the My High Miracle? I thought you banned It has its miracles. own look. It has its own Wikipedia page. That's ridiculous. I'm looking right at it. I Yeah, I did put a moratorium on miracles, but after uh, the Miami one. They so got, every, anything before did got anyone in. even know I don't, that was called I don't think anyone called it that at no. the time. Though. I think we it's were appropriate there. that Flacco is grandfathered in. Do you want to know something else? There is... A second mile-high miracle that was the 1996 divisional playoff game between the Jags and Broncos. But this goes back to the point I made a few months ago. Everyone got so crazy with a miracle thing that just got muddled and it took away actual miracles that we see, like the Minneapolis miracle, which was legit. I I mean, you could argue nothing that happens on a football field is actually a miracle also. (laughs) Let's maybe start there. Um, Okay. All right, here we go. Joe Flacco. It's over for him in Baltimore after a storied run with the Ravens. Uh, the team agreed in principle to trade Joe Flacco to the Denver Broncos in exchange for a mid-round pick. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported via sources informed of the situation. Report, uh, Rappaport added that Flacco, who had three years remaining on his deal, will need to rework that contract for the Broncos uh, neither side of the deal. Don't expect to hear from them because they're not allowed to publicly comment on the transaction until the uh, NFL's new calendar year begins on March 13th. ESPN's Adam Schefter first had it. Wes, John Elway. This one. He whiffs on this Paxton Lynch, first-round pick. John Elway. 
He gives 25 million guaranteed to Case Keenum. That's a whiff too. Now he's getting a 34-year-old Joe Flacco with a bad back coming off some bad years. Your thoughts on this deal? Also this one's for John and all right that one's for John. Come to think of it this one's for John and also that one's for John. Well, I think the skepticism on Elway has been earned as far as what he's done at quarterback and offensive line over the past few years. Uh, but I thought that this was, you know, it reminded me so much of the Amari Cooper trade on Twitter. Everyone overreacted. And I think overreacted because of Joe Flacco's name and John Elway's name. Hmm. It was It's facile analysis. It's lazy snark. And it's a fourth-round pick for a guy who's an upgrade on Case Keenum who I believe the Broncos players learned last October could not make the throws an NFL starting quarterback needs to make. I challenge anyone to sit down with me and watch Joe Flacco's game film from the first quarter of last season and tell me this guy can't play. Well, the, the key is the first quarter because you're right. I thought he played pretty well to start And I think if Justin Tucker last makes season, that kick, Joe Flacco remains the quarterback. But then he didn't, he didn't play as well in his last few starts. I, I agree. And then he was hurt. And then you have to look at the previous two years where he was also hurt and not playing pretty well and look at the, the larger sample size over the last three or four years. I'm with you, Wes, that I think I'd rather have Joe Flacco than Case Keenum. But I also believe that Flacco is like a slightly better version of Eli Manning right now. Different sort of player. I agree. In that he needs to have everything around him be perfect He's a for him to, quarterback. to be kind of a mid-tier quarterback. And what John Elway has shown us, not just with the quarterback mistakes that Dan mentioned, but more with the offensive line, is that he's not going to have everything perfect around him. Okay, that's fair. That's absolutely fair that John Elway has not proven he can get an offensive line to protect his quarterbacks. But it's February. He hasn't had a chance to go out and get an offensive line yet. Let's No, but he's had six years. That's what I mean. Okay, but but – Six years don't mean, like, in 2019, he can't go get offensive linemen. I, I, I think it's one of the hardest things to do. And you also just look at, okay, Matt, Matt Paradis, their center's coming off a major injury. Max Garcia's coming off a major injury. Ron O'Leary is coming off a major injury. I don't even know if all those guys are going to be back. Paradis is a free agent. They might cut Leary. And so I just worry, if you're a Broncos fan, that the situation for Flacco is going to be an uphill battle, and there's no reason to think he's going to, like, overcome an uphill battle. I think it's, like, somewhere in between because it's not – forget all the snark, Wes. I hear you. And Joe Flacco is not some sort of bottom 10 quarterback. But I can't think of another team allowing a general manager, if his name was not John, El- John Elway, to attempt to solve the quarterback issue this many times. It, you would have been replaced. It feels like he's digging out of a hole. I get that. And it, to me, it's like you. what are you telling players that you're bringing to the Broncos? What is your long-term plan at quarterback? It, Joe, Joe Flacco is another one-year patch who will spend all offseason talking about, and he'll probably have a high ankle sprain in week four, miss eight weeks, and they'll be screwed again I mean, center. I mean, this is snark-free. I don't think John Elway knows what he's doing at the quarterback position, which is ironic given who he is, but I just don't – yes, is, when things are right, Wes, is Flacco still a fine quarterback? Yeah, but that's – at this point in his career, you know, you can't – assume anything with him. His which body has been breaking down he's for also years. Not All of this is true, which is why the price is a fourth-round pick, which is way less than the Browns traded for Tyron, Tal- or 
Tyrod Taylor. It's way less than the Browns wanted to pay for A.J. McCarron. It's less than the Redskins paid for Alex Smith, who couldn't throw downfield. But are the Broncos the better? Well, wait. Yes, the, the Broncos are better. I don't care I mean, about the trade terms, though. That that means nothing. I of mean, course it does. It, it, it depends what you give up for a guy. They gave up a fourth round. Well, I mean, it would be a, a nightmare trade. Well, they're giving up $20 million. Yeah, you're right. I don't care. that The fourth round pick, what does it matter? They're just choosing Joe Flacco. And more importantly— They're better now they're, than they were. They're, they're a little better, but they're also choosing to pay— Case Keenum six and a half million dollars this season to go away. And so they're eating a huge cap hit and they're ultimately paying their quarterbacks, you know, about $30 million to Joe Flacco and Case Keenum. So that's a problem. It makes the rest of your team harder. And it's just, it, again, it's trying to crawl with, out of I a problem. I agree with all of this. Joe Flacco is not a sure thing. But again, if he's surrounded with talent and John Elway has a lot of work to do to get that, Come watch the game film with me from last September. This guy can still play. I, I there's a lot of ifs. I get it. I do, you know, think it's it's also choosing Flacco over other options. And okay, maybe this is the guy they felt that they could get, but they're they're choosing him over Tannehill and Bridgewater, and and this is Good. the guy and and Nick Foles. There was a lot of rumors that th- they were going to be the ones that kind of made a sneaky big push to get Nick Foles, and maybe they decided that was too. I mean, they stole the number ten pick too. I mean, right. are we counting out that you bring in? Oh, not at quarterback all. As well. I think you have to have a part B to this plan. No, and I, I think we should talk about from the Ravens' side, you know, they are eating 16. Like, people are giving them a little credit for getting the fourth-round picks. I don't care about a minute. Let's not give them credit for a contract in which Flacco will be the highest paid person on their team this year in terms of cap charge. Like Flacco will still take up the most cap hit of any team. That contract, it's a great kind of look back like and I think Ravens fans would say we'd do it. But it's really the ultimate. People are like wonder like what would you do for a Super Bowl title? Because that contract ended up being one of if not the most onerous contracts in the NFL the minute after he signed it and the timing of him having the best playoff run maybe any quarterback had all decade right before that contract and what's happened since is connected because he's been an average to below average quarterback and they haven't been a winning team but he, just, but he brought them a Super Bowl I'm just, he won so many playoff games for them he's been there think of all the quarterbacks that they had before Flacco he really is the Baltimore Ravens quarterback as a franchise they never had one before no doubt I'm just curious if after Paxton Lynch, after you, you're you into Case Keenum for $25 million essentially, for one year, when Joe Flacco, and I feel pretty strongly about, about this given the recent history, when he spends half of the season on the sideline with an injury, is that when John Elway runs out of rope? Like, how much, how important is Joe Flacco st- staying healthy and effective now to John Elway keeping his job? Well, they just got a new head coach, and, I, and one other thing we haven't, Mentioned, I, I do think it's a really interesting story in general. No one has said the word Rick Scangarello on this podcast yet. They have a brand new offensive coordinator that's never run a team before. And it, and it kind of reminds me more of how Elway's botched this offseason. He had the guy in place and his best buddy, Gary Kubiak. That's who he was planning to hire. That's one of the reasons supposedly they went and got Flacco because Kubiak loved Flacco so much, really pumped him up uh, to Elway. And, but they couldn't make that work, and instead they have a first-time coordinator that's Kyle Shanahan's, uh, was a Kyle Shanahan acolyte. Another guy that John Elway could have hired a few years ago but didn't want, Kyle Shanahan. So instead you get like one of his 
little pupils. And I don't know. I mean, it's just it's, well, it's too it's early. A lot. To, too early to suggest that he's going to fail, though. Also, maybe it's maybe that will turn absolutely around and look like a fine. Absolutely, but it's a, it's an X factor, and I I think. I'd feel better if Kubiak was their coordinator or if Kyle Shanahan was their head coach. I just think, like, if you're a Broncos fan, you want this to almost play out like the Tyrod Taylor thing where it's this headlines are all getting Flacco, but maybe you draft someone at 10 because there are now we're seeing emerging more and more quarterbacks that are going to go high and someone that pushes Flacco off the field versus relying on a 34-year-old Joe Flacco to stay healthy for 16 games. I'd be stunned if they didn't draft the quarterback. They're going to. It's just whether it's second, first, third round, whatever it's going to be. Well, Dan, I think under most owners, Elway would be gone by now. But he's operating in a power vacuum with no owner there. And I get that. I mean, not only is he a franchise legend, he also has a Super Bowl ring. Um He's an institution in Denver. He's an institution. He owns a lot of car dealerships, and that's good too. And they were they were but a we'll top see. three franchise for about four or five years in terms of wins. I mean, them them as the long Seahawks, as he had Peyton the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they were good for a while. In other quarterback news, uh, as we talked about on Monday's show, Kyler Murray announced Monday that he's firmly and fully committed to pursuing an NFL career. The Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma, um, who a lot of people think is going to be a uh, first round pick, maybe even a top 10 pick, maybe a top five pick. Anyway, so that takes us to the Arizona Cardinals, who own the number one overall pick. They, of course, took Josh Rosen 10th overall last year. Everything about the 2018 season sucked for the Cardinals, let's be honest. Rosen uh, had some moments, but he underwhelmed, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, but it also wasn't a type of season where I guess the Cardinals might think they definitely have their guy. Uh, could they? be tempted to go get Kyler Murray, who has a connection to new Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury. Um, they, they share an agent, apparently, uh, and the coach has spoken highly of the quarterback in the past. Anyway, Cardinals team president Michael Bidwell um, threw some cold water on these rumors uh, during a radio appearance on 98.7 in Arizona. Well, I think, I think, look, Josh is a smart guy. He's been around. He's seen what happens year in and year out. There's always a lot of speculation that, that turns out to not be true. But um, as, as we get moving forward, uh, you know, we're going to continue to build on this team and build around the foundation that we have. Mark, do you buy in that the Cardinals are still all in on their young quarterback? I mean, if, if you were to rank the amount of power that coaches have in the NFL from 1 to 32. Cliff Kingsbury feels low on the list to me. So I don't really need to worry too much about what he said before he became the coach of the Cardinals about a quarterback completely removed from the situation. But at the same time, I just don't see this going away as a story at all, no matter what. The Cardinals have made this proclamation about Josh Rosen more than once. And I, I think that the likely odds would you know, I'll go to Greg with all the odd stuff, but <laughs> I think that Rosen is probably going to stay put, but it's just an odd situation where it's pretty clear that your coach has an obsession with this very available other quarterback. Well, we don't know. He, he said the, I wouldn't watch the, he, he said it in early October as he was about to play Kyler Murray. What did he an, say? All he said was, hey, if I had the, and this is like week five of the college season, if I had the number one pick of the draft, I would take that guy, Kyler Murray. That's how good, like like Belichick talking up. And he said he was he was doing it on purpose to pump him up. Before right, and, and, it, and it's just, it's kind of funny. I And it, that said, he does kind of fit what you think of, of what Kingsbury has accomplished in college, and that all makes sense. And I would think it's an interesting idea, not just Murray, but any quarterback there, because Josh Rosen, I think, would have significant trade value a- across the NFL. I think there'd be a lot of teams that would give up. Not nearly the value that he had last year. 
I think he could still get a first-round pick. I really – I can't yeah. imagine there's that many teams that would have changed their evaluation that much and would look at the situation. I really think in this league – a team like who knows that might have a starting quarterback in place already, like the Patriots, whoever. But the fact that Michael Bidwell is the one that went on the radio, that he like said, "Hey, radio station, put me on." Hey, ArizonaCardinals.com, which I own, put this across the the front cover that I want to make statements that Josh Rosen is our guy, and as and Mark said, the GM is the one that took Rosen. That makes you think that they want Rosen to and be the, the guy. Cardinals the guy. Uh, Twitter page they took. Right. It was a very 2019 move. They took. Kingsbury's quote, Josh is our guy, and splashed it right. uh, with the comment, y'all having fun with speculation. But, Wes, I want to tee you up on this. You think um, what you saw from Josh Rosen, uh, and like I said at the top here, he was not uh, set up well. But do you think w- what he put on tape was enough to really hurt his value around the league? No, I think you can't evaluate Josh Rosen based on last year, based on his offensive line, based on his wide receiver core, and based on his coaching staff that was found wanting. You cannot evaluate Josh Rosen. And I also think, like, nobody's drafting a five foot nine, 185-pound quarterback number one overall. So I think, no, it's, but like, I do I think, think it's a non-issue. I do think he will go in the first round, and I have this, like, psychic feeling that it's going to be the Saints. I just feel like the Saints are going to take this guy. Mm. And my voice I like is totally that. shot. I apologize. I like well, that. The Saints don't Mark have a calls first. his shot February thirteenth. He's gonna be right. Don't have a first round pick because it's in Green Bay. I wouldn't have the problem with them trading up though to get one either. I think that they this is, feels like a Sean Payton type person or maybe a Patriots type quarterback. Moving on, uh, Redskins, uh, Brass. They are not saying anything publicly about the status of Alex Smith, uh, but one of Washington's uh, key players uh, is keeping it real. Uh, in a interview with uh, NBC Sports Washington on Tuesday, he said, when I talk to Alex, uh, he's staying about positive about it. We know and understand that it's probably not going to happen that we have him this year. He's a hardworking guy. He's going to do whatever he can, whatever he can to get back if he decides that he wants to put that workload on his leg again. So we continue, not that none of this is a surprise, but we continue to hear, and now this is a a Redskins player that was talking to the quarterback himself, Alex Smith, uh, that we will not see Smith in 2019, and it does absolutely put the Redskins into the uh, QB draft derby. We've been saying this from the very beginning, that Alex Smith won't play in 2019 and may never start again in the NFL. I mean, the Redskins desperately need a quarterback. And his his contract – it's hard to overstate how they have to just pretend as if it, he's like Joe Flacco that he's dead he's a he's a sunk cost but it's crazy how costly it is. I mean he's he's 20 million on the cap this year and his salary is guaranteed for next year through injury as a starting quarterback in- again. Yeah because of his in, because of injury. Of insurance coverage. I know that that sometimes is something that you hear bandied about. I, I mean, he's they have, on. They're completely on the hook. He's I mean, on. That should be in the contract. Either way, he's getting paid, and he's on the salary cap for next year. So it's it's really unfortunate for them and like for it, him first of all. But it's unfortunate for them too. It really affects them the next couple of years that they're paying. They have to just accept that they're paying him and work around it because I think they're going to try to look and pay someone else starting quarterback money. They're going to have to. It's like a baseball Case Keenum, team. Come on down. It's like a baseball team when they get stuck with a $30 million guy who can no longer play. You, the contract's guaranteed. I almost can't help but wonder which Gruden has more work to do this offseason because suddenly the Redskins have a lot to fill in. At the mo- Absolutely. I mean, they could be, he, 
if you get the wrong guy, and it's almost impossible not to with what's out there for veteran quarterbacks, you have to find a draft guy. I mean, there aren't that many times where this statement wouldn't be true, but there there isn't a team I think I'd want to be a fan less of than the Redskins right now come into the next. Yeah. I mean, they've long been on your radar, but I'm just saying they're in a pretty terrible games. situation. This uh, this injury, even before Smith got hurt, we talked about it all through last season. He wasn't playing well, but now it essentially puts them into purgatory. They and they're going to probably sit there for a couple of years and and hopefully come out on the other side. They need to they need that. to somehow get lucky at quarterback with Bridgewater or I don't know, T- Tannehill. I mean, could they or, or just someone that Tyrod? They somehow turn Tyrod, and they just hope they win nine games. That's purgatory, like though. That. All yes. these guys are. Yes, yeah. that's and that's the best case scenario. A, a three and thirteen scenario is very on the table too. Demarius Thomas is not connected to a team any longer. The Texans released the veteran wideout after half a season. He came over at the trade deadline. Uh, Houston shipped a fourth round pick to the Broncos, mm. hoping to complement DeAndre Hopkins. It didn't quite work out. Uh, Thomas, thirty-one, who's obviously lost. Uh, the burst and ability that made him a star with the Broncos had just 23 catches for 275 and two scores in seven games. Then he blew out his Achilles in week 16. Uh, so who knows uh, if it even be ready to play uh, come week one. But given the fact that he's 31, given that he was in decline, uh, Mark, you get the feeling it's not going to be a welcoming market for Demarius Thomas if he continues to play or wants to play. Well, I mean, Greg and Wes here are putting together their list of free agents and I heard you one of you that believes he, they would not he would not even be on the list potentially the other had him I believe was it 80 something late 80s right? I had him in the 90s Greg I believe didn't hit him at all didn't hit him at all I still got to do it that he's, was just a guess he's 31 he'll be almost 32 when the season starts coming off an Achilles injury did not play well for the Broncos or the Texans last year and look at a guy like Brandon Marshall like we see him as a borderline Hall of Famer his last good season was age 31 it, the end comes quickly. It does, especially at that position. Finally in the news, the Buccaneers uh, part ways with defensive end Vinnie Curry, who uh, was a big player in the Eagles Super Bowl run. He parlayed that into a – this is one of my favorite Roto World moves. They put all contracts now in quotes. Three-year, $23 million deal uh, last March. So he gets paid. He made six million um uh, in 2018, but that's all the contract ends up being. One for six and a half. They're able to get out of the deal, and Curry goes back on the street. Um, he had just two and a half sacks in 12 games. Um, you got, I mean, listen, where does where does a Vinnie Curry type, a defensive end with some bona fides, but never, you know, monster seasons in his resume, where does he fall in the free agency uh, pecking order? Let's see. I have my list right here. It's like fifth or sixth on my list. I, mean, I had a nine. It's not going to be high. Good did. It was a disaster there. This. Right I the edge him, of the top ten. Demarius Thomas, I had 98. Vinny Curry, 91. They're in the same te- category. It's a it's a reminder. Jason Light's gotten a lot of rope in oh, yeah. uh, Tampa. He's on his third head coach. They have had quite a few. Jason Licked, by the way. <laughs> disastrous like, uh, free agent signings. And his record there is 27 and 53 in five years. Mini Elway minus the Super Bowl. Are you saying uh, in the legendary pro career? And the car dealerships. Oh, okay. um, uh, are you saying that maybe the Bucks should see the light on this uh, situation? <laughs> oh. it's a, hey, it's a good. It was a good job. The, the Eagles saw the light, not re-signing. That's what good teams do. A bang. They self scout. That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one other big piece of news, but that will segue into our uh, next topic here. Antonio Brown, who um, kind of out of nowhere, You're saying that's going to segue into our next topic. 
Yeah, it's just kind of the. This is more news. Segway is too long a word. Use, uh, <laughs> it's industry jargon. Dan has mastered it. Yeah, it's jargo, bro. Got it. Jargo, um, bro. <laughs> to this next seg. Jargo, bro. <laughs> Antonio Brown, uh, we know, is uh, having a tiff with the Steelers. Um, there was an idea that he could end up being traded this offseason. Well, he he took the next move to try to make it a reality, uh, sending out on all social media platforms. Thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Peace sign, hashtag new demands. I don't know. I, I must not be following the story close enough. I don't get the ref. Um, but also he included a, um, a, a highlight reel video and some music. Really nice social media work by his team. Um, but can't go over a minute. Twitter, de- you know, that's the Twitter no, max. them a little just, bit there. Stayed right at a minute. And, and we can't play any rights music at all. Uh, but apparently Antonio Brown could go crazy, uh, you know, playing. Who was it, Greg? I know you love rap. Greg likes rap. I listened Lil to Uzi it. Vert. I listened to it on mute. I did watch it for like 30 <laughs> seconds, but it, I do what I want by Lil Uzi Vert. Not familiar with his work. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it, you know that he's drawing the line in the sand. He said, "Get me out of town." And of course, why would why wouldn't you want to play with the Steelers and, and play with an amazing quarterback and make a ton of dough and be competing for the Super Bowl every year? I hope this dude ends up in purgatory himself. You know, send him send him to the Redskins and then see how how much he uh, enjoys um, you know being the man in the new headlines all the time. All right, I'm going to get off Mount Pius and set up. This next seg, I'm going to seg into the seg, Greg, and let's lay out some realistic trade options for Antonio Brown because the Steelers, I imagine, um, are actively going to shop their star wide receiver, or maybe they're not. But we're going to throw out some <laughs> realistic potential options, Greg. I want you to get us going. Oh wow, I'm I'm going to start. And first of all, I, I really enjoy that he just decided to announce his goodbye with like a video that the Steelers have no idea about. It's just like that's that could be like a new way to just like quit your job. They're just, I'm sure they saw that and was just like, what? That's not up to you. Why do you keep destroying your value by by giving us no choice but to trade you, getting an off-field incident, showing up to Radio Row, uh, making quite an impression on some people that you might not be sober. Like there was a lot. There's been a lot going on to scare teams away. You got it all wrong. He's, he's playing chess. You're playing checkers, bro. I guess. He's but, trying to ruin his value so wherever team he goes doesn't have to give up a lot to get him. He's over leveraged. <laughs> he beat the system. That's, that's he's level. over leveraged. I have, he either has to admit he's been wrong all along or to fight his way out I, of Pittsburgh. I feel like Pittsburgh might just not trade him. I'm not even totally <laughs> giving up on this. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. Right. I mean, uh, but I'm going to start with the Eagles. Now, the Eagles have a lot of cap issues, but they figure out how to be Sure, flex- the Steelers would love to trade him in-state. I uh, in your people got to calm down. Ooh, I'm not going to trade him to like the Browns. Or the Ravens yeah, we've heard or owners say Patriots. that that's absolutely a factor. I, well, they're yeah, not going to trade him inside the AFC. Then North. keep him on your team if you're so afraid of the big bad other teams. Ooh, your state. Give me a break. Ouch. Um, you know, Greg, show no respect for borders. <laughs> they're like six hours away, anyways. CBS Sports reported that the <laughs> Steelers would not want to trade him to the Pats. Or the Browns, Bengals, or... Ravens. Ravens. Okay, so I was thinking what team could have, like, kind of a culture that they would feel confident enough that they could take on his personality and and a need and uh, flexibility to figure it out. Nelson Aguilar on the hook for his fifth-year option, $9.3 million next year. No dead money whatsoever. Bye-bye. Ouch. Antonio Brown, come on over. Only for about, what, $6, $7 million more. And we just got a lot better, Philadelphia. That feels like a front office that would 
Actually, open to that. $12 million he's on the hook for. It's kind of a sneaky thing that his contract is great because you don't have to give him any signing bonus. All you got to do is pay him $12 million next year, 11 the year well, after. No, no. He, you know, that's great. You got to be aware. Any team that trades from has to be, realize that he's going to demand an extension. Not right away. His contract right. worked after one year anyway. After one year. And yeah. then you're going to trade him uh, a year later. That's that, fine. That's who we're dealing with here. That's fine. Thoughts on uh, this move? I like, like I said, Eagles. I think this is a front office that still believes they are very much in a Super Bowl window. There is a need at wide receiver, and I could they had they I could see them pulling off a deal to make this work. But I, my other thing is that Pittsburgh keeping him is the, is to me the leader in the clubhouse. Wow, interesting. <laughs> I don't disagree with either of you guys. I mean, I, I sensed that the Steelers might be like, okay, we won't trade him in the state, but... Are you sitting out the rest of the segment, Mark, then? Not at all. Oh, okay. I have an idea, too, of a place to go, but Wes, continue. Denver Broncos. Ooh. Joe Flacco's newest toy. Oh, what a nightmare that would be. Their receivers coach, Zach Azani, was Antonio Brown's receivers coach in college. Ooh. They also have Mike Munchak, their new O-line coach, who was in Pittsburgh. There are some connections there. And I think, I mean, Elway's move for Flacco tells me he still thinks he has a contender if things break right. I'm not sure Antonio Brown remembers college. <laughs> and uh, Ian, our uh, insider, did mention the Broncos as one of the teams that would be willing uh, to maybe take a run at it. He said they were plot. This was about a month ago, but he said they thought they'd give up a draft pick for him. So you, you might be on to something. What kind of, what kind of, uh, what would they give up? Did you say? I don't know. I don't know what Antonio Brown's value is. I really don't. I don't. You guys, I wouldn't assume that it's your first round pick. I don't think right anybody's now. given up no. a first round pick. Which is cra- it, it? It's crazy. You say that, but you also famously don't think character matters and not showing up for the biggest game of the year. No, I think that char- really I matters. Famously, don't think character. No, you don't. You say no, you would surround wrong, your team with jerks and idiots <laughs> and dirt clowns bags. and dirtbags. It, it's a case by case basis. Browns. Off season is concerning because he, he's not in his right mind. He's fighting like that matters. He, he, I, so I think that does hurt his trade value, and it would make me concerned. Uh, what about what else I would am I be missing, concerned. by the way? When you say that, okay, he, he, the threw, radio he like threw something. You know, he's getting sued because he threw something off off the porch and almost hit a kid. <laughs> yep, There's been some other um, these are bad things assault allegate stuff like yep. that. There's some concerns about his state of mind in general. I, I mean, think he's almost how, hitting for the cycle when it comes to right. off season. Like when he sh- he showed up, I think the fact when he showed up to Radio Row, I think that maybe got around a little bit that he just didn't. He he had some very strange interviews, and I think teams are just like, what's up with this guy? He mm. basically is kind of freaking out at the end of last season. He set up the. Last, I mean, it's it's problematic. I heard it's all Big Ben's this. fault. I heard that on Twitter. It's all Big Ben's fault. I need to plug in on this Radio Row thing. I, I totally missed it. So he, the blonde mustache—that's a red flag. Yeah, big time. Hard on Radio Row. I what mean, was going on? So he showed people thought he was drunk. Watch some of his interviews. I and can't he wait. He was just kind of—he didn't seem in his right mind. Let's I wouldn't say, say drunk. No. Ricky, for a news drop for tomorrow's show, for Friday's show, let's find a, a Antonio Brown interview that was saucy. You got it. So it's not alcohol he was under the influence. I don't know. I, I don't even want to. We're not alleging anything, but he just doesn't seem that. Yes, you are. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's of in a good frame of mind. You're public on, a, ver- on a very popular NFL podcast. You are putting a spotlight on people that are alleging it. So essentially you are as well. You're implicating. I'll accept him. that argument. There are whispers. <laughs> <laughs> whispers out there. I'll throw one out there. How about the Packers? I mean, oh, here we go. Well, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me, Back to the <laughs> NFC title game with Green Bay. Let me let me explain why, because 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, they're coming off, obviously, back-to-back, very disappointing seasons. Aaron Rodgers got he got some heat for the first time ever last year for his play, uh, which he deserved. Mike McCarthy got even more heat, obviously, which he deserved as well. He got shipped out of town. Uh, but the one thing that kind of went under the radar, I thought, was how shoddy uh, his supporting staff was at the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams is an all-pro. He's a star. Okay, but it should need more than that. Jimmy Graham, right now they're saying they're keeping him around, but uh, Jimmy Graham is not Jimmy Graham anymore. Uh, Randall Cobb is in deep decline. That that kind of surprised me how that how that worked out. Uh, they have some other receivers that are, you could say are promising but did not make the leap when they were needed last year. So why don't you, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, 36, it's time to make a move. It's now or never. Go give him Antonio Brown and line up Devontae Adams across from him, and let's let's see – if this old dog can hunt, let's see if Aaron Rodgers can go nuts and throw for 4,800 yards and old 42 <laughs> touchdowns. If, if he's as great as he is, and we've heard, and it's been said in this podcast, that he's arguably the greatest pure quarterback ever. Well, let's before his prime is up, let's give him one of the most productive players ever to throw to. And what would it cost? All right. Yeah. I mean, maybe Antonio Brown's nuts. And that is going to hurt his value. But I still think he would command a first-round pick. Um, so I'm going to say um, a first-rounder. Plus, let's get Jimmy Graham out of the building. Uh, do some uh, do some bookkeeping for us to because Antonio Brown's going to cost a lot down the line potentially. So Jimmy Graham in a first. Steelers like, oh, don't they're, want Jimmy oh, they're trading Jimmy Graham? <laughs> get him out of the building. I thought they're just they have, cutting him. No, they're going to trade him. Salary dump. Uh, and the Steelers, I know they have some tight ends they like, but they're they're going to give it a shot. With a, <laughs> it's part of the deal. They want a first rounder. They want to save face and and at least pick. We have this name brand and a first rounder coming to us. Name Don't brand. be mad, fans. And you get Antonio Brown's uh, Antonio Brown in a sixth. I in, mean, you would in be twenty twenty. You'd be pairing the most extra wide receiver and quarterback together. It feels like a trade, a dream trade for NFL Network. It's automatically months of programming. Just ticketed to leave every. But it's not time. a fantasy trade. It's, I, no, Packers it works. have the it. They need they need the money. The grand part. Forget about that. But I don't I don't think that it's an absurd idea. I don't know if no, I trust I like Green it. Bay's front office to be that aggressive and pull it's that. It's different off. front office than the old days. Yeah, I, I, I like wait to I, I see just, Antonio Brown enjoying the Green Bay nightlife. Right. That wouldn't be a bad thing for him either. The I, old Brett Favre get him out of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Corollary. I think. Antonio Brown is a great person to go after, despite all of this. Like, <laughs> no, even though that. no, but here's the thing: I I really do believe that you're gonna get like that to honeymoon year out of Antonio Brown this year. Like, you can't discount a that he was playing great last year, even though he wasn't quite at his level. He's still an incredible player, incredibly prideful player, and I think he's gonna want to prove to everyone in a new spot for at least a year I that like he's that. still the man. Yep. And so I think it's a little like Randy Moss, you know, when he went to the Patriots of like he's getting not Randy Moss. He's not that far off though. Yes, he is. He's really not. You can point to the numbers, but, but the you effect have... he has on defense is, is not nearly the effect that's, that's that Randy fine. Moss has. But he's defense. one of the great receivers of his generation. There's just no doubt about that. I have one for you. And it's I the argument against it before I put the argument for is that the team is not at the Super Bowl doorstep. But I think there's pre- some pressure on the front office to make a move, and I think it's the 49ers. There's already been this hubbubaloo where he wants to play in San Francisco. They've got the they've got the cap room, no question about it. And you have in Kyle Shanahan, arguably one of the best coaches around. But the pairing of him and John Lynch have won ten games in two seasons. You need to make some sort of a move that goes beyond the slow 
you know, methodical team building scenario. They've been active in free agency and you'd pair him with Jimmy G. And I think that would be a fresh start. He's out of the AFC for the Steelers. I don't know what the cost would be because you know, they sit there with that number two pick in the draft, maybe a second rounder. And top of the future, second. Top of the second. People and love then a future tops. 2020 fourth or third or something. I Yeah. That could get it done potentially. Do it. I love it. Wouldn't they be considered the favorites at this point? Well, I mean, they've got – there's nothing that would be really – it wouldn't be hard for them to pull it off if the Steelers were open to it. And I don't think the Steelers care about sending Antonio Brown where he wants at all. But he's expressed interest <laughs> no. where he wouldn't be difficult about it. I think least. it's a big um, – as you alluded to, put up or shut up year for everyone involved. Shanahan, you can give a pass because it's just been a, a choppy start uh, with what's been around him. But certainly the GM, uh, who is a football an- full player turned analyst that turned into a GM randomly, uh, he needs to have <laughs> Not some... randomly. But- I was pretty <laughs> random. I mean, come on. <laughs> then all of a sudden he got that job. But um, they need to show some real progress. They got to win. He just like saw a help wanted sign at the 49ers <laughs> like wanted while he was there. He's like, oh, wow. It's like when you're looking for an apartment and you're just wandering around Manhattan and all of a sudden you see an open house like, oh, I can you avoid the broker's fee and you wander in and you get the apartment. You luck out. I think that's what happened with John, pa- uh, John, John Lynch. But anyway, I think if they don't win like eight games at least, he's going to get shipped out of town. Shanahan will be on the hot seat. They need to make a move this year. Hopefully Jimmy G stays healthy. And they're not afraid to be aggressive. As Mark alluded to, they've spent a lot of money in free agency and a lot of the money that they spend in free agency is being flushed out because it didn't work out this year. You know, there's a little tease for the cuts list there. Half the guys that Lynch has signed are gone. Uh, Anybody else have one? I'll just throw it out there because the big fish, Evan Silva, brought it up on Twitter. And there is is logic to it, uh, even though we heard about this. And consider the source with the no-fly list for the Steelers. Uh, but the the Patriots have a, a real need. For, the Steelers will never do that, right? But what just, I agree. But it's they would have to pay a premium. <laughs> they would have to pay a major premium. But it, what if the Patriots? Because what else do they have to prove? Now I mean, they're, now they're the, just they have fu money, and they're like, there's nothing at this point that why not just try to get Brown in here and set some records and try to go 19 and 0 again? What if uh, you gave up two first round picks? What for Antonio Brown? Who says no? I, the Patriots. Patriots say no. As much as it would be fun and as much as I'm you know, mildly concerned right now that the, the number two receiver uh, for the Patriots under contract next year is Braxton Berrios. Yeah, but their first-round pick is a second-round pick, essentially. The Patriots. They, so they need, like, four receivers, and they need, you know, one or two starters. But there's no, I just don't think that the Steelers would ever do it. And you, Patriots, What about you if you were the GM? No, I would never. Because who cares? After Tom Brady finally retires, who, who cares if the Patriots go underground why, for 10 You don't want to go. I, I don't want them to just That's go. That's part of your legacy. Yeah, I don't want them. A, if you leave a train wreck. I don't want legacy. them to go against what, what they have built and done. It doesn't what about sense. you, Ricky? You want Antonio Brown? I'd take him. Yeah. I would want I'd for, take yeah, him. Really? Stunner. I, I would take him for a second round pick, not for two. Second first. round Maybe pick. Maybe one. No, you got to pay one a premium first. to right, get I'll him out you, of Pittsburgh. I'll give you one first. I'll give you one. Uh, well, we're not going to do that give deal. The first. Two what about your Jets? Oh. I'll give you Don't first, and you have to team. take Chris Hogan on your team. I know he's a free agent, but you have you have to agree to sign Chris Hogan. That's part of the deal. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to end up on the Jets, but do not go. I don't like that near, either. Near Antonio Brown. Um, all right. Good seg. Let's seg to the next seg, bro. Big names getting cut. Greg, I know you're working on this. Greg has a whole. 
like um, outline. I've noticed this, Greg. We've worked together long enough now. Once we hit off off season, if you look at Greg's calendar of events, he has like locked and loaded ten different columns that take oh, yeah. him basically from early February till about I don't know June or so. And you just roll one after another. There's and, some variations, but yes, you even and they make- do and they do well and they promote them well. And Greg says, "Hey, if it ain't broke, roll it out again." It's like and this uh, is one it's of It's like them. this little preamble we did this last year, I believe. With this the is the Greg variant. Rosenthal brand. This is the brand. This is li- if you ever try to get on Greg's corner, he'll literally bite you. That's not true. Is that, Bring it on. If you want I love to try to write though. something like this, like it would be, you know, it'd be amazing, uh, Mark. If you go through Greg's uh, archive and see whatever is the next one. And, and then you go to Ali <laughs> and then and write it out, out from under Greg's feet and just see how Greg reacts. Uh, you'd find my body <laughs> lifeless and with the blood drained out along the 10 highway. <laughs> Black Dahlia type stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, Greg, so you is it up on the site or it's coming The up? AFC version is up and okay. the NFC will be up. That's the other trick Thursday. is you break it down by Beautiful. conference. It's a double column. Covers a week. Well, it's yeah. too long otherwise. Well, too long. No, but it's I like to get into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, the big names that could be cut. So let's start with the AFC. Why not? Uh, Greg, why don't you throw throw a name out there and let's let's discuss. I like doing this just as an exercise for like free agency prep, which is I really do enjoy free agency. And because some names come up that you wouldn't have thought about. And Justin Houston was the name that surprised me the most that in Kansas City, I think it's almost the expectation that Justin Houston uh, is going to get cut. Even though he's playing at a high level, a $20 million uh, cap hit, they're changing to a 4-3 defense. We didn't really talk about them hiring Steve Spagnolo, but that's a pretty big sea change. And when you listen to their GM, Brett Veach, talk about how all the, their players are going to fit, it was pretty notable how they've already committed to D Ford is going to be back. Whether it's a franchise tag or a contract, he's back. They mentioned Derek Nandi as here's where he's going to start. They kept saying start. Chris Jones, this is how he fits. And then when they asked about Houston... They just were like, oh, yeah, Houston's done a lot of great, great things for us. And so that's a guy that is interesting to me because I think he'll be in our top 10, Wes. Wouldn't you think in our top 10 free yeah. agents when he's available? No, he will not be in my once top all the tag. Once all the guys get tagged, he'd be in the top 20 at the very I least. Have a, I have a big gap around 12, 13, and I think he'd slide in there. But he's old to be in the top 10. He's not quite as old as you think, though. How old is he? He is. got to be about 30, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he got some years left at 30. He's going to get paid. He, he is a guy. He just turned 30 in January, and I think he, there's a good chance he gets cut. You don't have Eric Berry as a cut candidate? He, he is another one, certainly, you could throw on there as I well. I think Chiefs fans, as much as they adore Eric Berry, think that he hasn't given them anything since he signed a six-year, $78 million contract. That's like a complicated one with injuries and everything, and I think they would maybe try to rework his contract, but you're absolutely right. He, he is another one that could get cut from the Chiefs. Throw another one out there, Greg. I mean, you, you guys can throw any. I, I noticed that you appropriately packaged a bunch of Dolphins together. And I feel like that team. <laughs> I liked your tone you're, there. You're, getting, you're dumping Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Robert Quinn, Erica's uh, future husband, potentially Danny Amendola, who's going to need you know some financial support after if this comes true. I would not ever. I mean, he made $6 million last he's not year. Well, right, he's doing it. Isn't he the one with the modeling contract? Yeah. He's no, he's fine. the one that cheats on models. No, she cheats. Uh, mm. They're back together, though. Messy. They're Messy. back together. What's up with that? They they forgave each other. Yeah, they both cheated, so then. Didn't she, like, sell his Rolex or something that she 
I, you know what? I don't care. It's gonna work Do out you? in the long run. I don't. Wait, if the, how annoyed are you that they that he's back together with this? It was annoying because we were totally flirting on Radio Row, and then no she's doubt. like Instagram storying around Atlanta. Mm. I was like, oh, that was, that was her flexing on you a little. I bit. know she yeah. literally she tagged me. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it that list is a reminder that like the the Dolphins have made basically every different type of personnel mistake you can possibly make. Like Andre Branch, here's a guy that was on our team that we signed for resigned for way too much money because he had a contract year. Tannehill, we should not have given him that contract last year. Parker is a first round bust that we sort of stuck around with too long. Uh, who else was on that list? I mean, Robert Quinn was a guy they traded for, which everyone knew that wasn't going to work. It ended up not working. And, like, they've made every type of mistake. It's crazy how they've won between six and eight games in nine of ten seasons. I mean, that's hard to do. Let me ask you a question. Devontae Parker, they picked up his fifth-year option. Can they just drop it now? Yeah, that's that's like a, I almost could have made that a different category of, like, these fifth-year option guys that are – on the books for a lot of money. Kevin Johnson, the cornerback of the Texans, is another one that comes to mind. Yes, they can just cut him as long as he's not hurt. I think hurt. somebody's going to pay for him. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, well, not not that much money. We will not, see. Not, not $9 million. Throw out a name that really interests you as someone that would command a saucy market. I um, saw this. After the season, there was some talk about certain Ravens players, and Michael Crabtree did not surprise me. Jimmy Smith surprised me a little bit. But there was there were whispers that Eric Weddle could be gone, and Eric and Greg's got him on his list. He w- he got a lot of talk for Pro Bowl and played at a pretty high level last year. But he is what going on thirty three, going on thirty four, maybe. He's like a vocal leader on that team, right. important guy yeah. in that locker room too, right? He, he's hearing it too because he said at the end of the season, I'll, "I'll either retire or play for the Ravens. I don't want to play for anyone else." And then a week or two later, he kind of was like. Well, maybe I would play for someone else. It's called which, the, which it's, makes it sound it's like, like they're the Bruce Arians' approach to careerism. <laughs> well, they're trying to. They're probably trying to you know reduce his contract. But yeah, they've got a lot of defensive backs. The, when you look at the Ravens roster, I was thinking about who who said that they could fall through the floor last episode. Was that Wes or Dan? When wasn't one of you or no? Mm. May have been Sheck. I don't. Know. Maybe it was, it was somebody. Sense. I remember it being said. Maybe it was Sheck then. Great point. It was me. They they have they have so many p- questions and so many players they're gonna cut. They have a lot of issues. I feel like on their roster. Mark, yeah. oh go ahead. Sorry. Well, including all those guys that Wes just said is gonna cut. What about your boy Jamie Collins? He seems like a relic from a, a dark period in the franchise when they had to overpay to bring in stars. He's never quite broken through. Would you be all right if they decided to uh, cut the cord? I'd be surprised if he's on the team. Mm. Mm. I mean, there have been whispers, as you noted in your piece, Greg, that Jamie Collins is someone that's been called out various Sundays by viewers and others for his effort level. But also, you're right, he was a Sashi Brown, you know, sort of buy low but pay him way too much money type of guy that has been fine, but you never got the best of Jamie Collins. You got part B, and so I don't think he's going to be there. there. There's some pretty, like, big money defensive guys that at least the local writers think might get cut. Gerald McCoy for the Bucks really mm. surprised. Someone will pay him. That no like doubt. I'm kind of sh- I'm really surprised by that. He's just injured a lot. Yeah, I but mean he's great when he plays. He played really well last year, and then Olivier Vernon, who hasn't really lived up to the contract that the Giants gave him a few years Came ago, came on strong at the end of last year. Right, and hasn't really been healthy. But 
you would think would have a, a big market. And then Sean Lee for the Cowboys, and that's I don't think he would necessarily have a big market. But it would it would be very Cowboys to just like keep him around for another year at ten million dollars. But that just seems insane. What about um, any always drive shot? by shots on the Cowboys and their business model? But they they're a competitive team in this league. <laughs> they're doing a nice job. They're fine. <laughs> Business no model. No more drive-by shots about the Cowboys <laughs> and who they pay. It just seems to be they're one. Now you're right. Your, your, I uh, they can't afford punching bags. I don't think they could afford because they have to pay Lawrence. They have to pay Dak. They have to pay Amari Cooper eventually. I mean, these guys all need. Content. Yeah, you got to get rid of Sean Lee. Sorry. Uh, anybody else want to throw one out there? I see Charles Clay made your list, Greg. Does he really need to be on this type? Well, of there's list? like kind of a, a list way at the bottom. Yeah, he's 13. Uh, I like the other, no, no, no. Like, other uh, people I'm just in like, trouble. It says. Yeah, just uh, like a, a laundry <laughs> list. He probably could have. He probably could have been put on. It's that. All relative. He could, probably could have been put on one of that. Like your boy Isaiah Crowell. He did not make the top list. I think he, it was a report that he's done. Uh, that he's being. They're cutting ties with him. You should put instead of other players in trouble, other millionaires in trouble. Just to really kind of put it in context, like these guys that. are fine. Everything will be like, all right. Yeah, how much trouble are they getting? White collar drama. I mean, it's got to be. Dev- <laughs> it's still pretty devastating to you know get fired. Not all these guys are set for life. Is it? Is it fired in the same? Well, yeah, I can't speak to that, but it's part of the business. They say it all the time. Everyone on this list pretty much is going to get a job somewhere else, right? I mean, they're loaded, but they probably have so many hangers on types around them and people just draining them of money and funds that it, they're not as rich as you think sometimes. Jason Peters is someone who should be very rich uh, and will be in the Hall of Fame someday that I think a lot of other teams are watching to see what the Eagles do because I think they're trying to figure out a way to keep him and lower his money, but he's 37 years old, do a ton of money, been injured a lot. And Struggle it, with speed rushers. Right, and if he, if he did become available, I think someone would just pay him like crazy because it's impossible to find tackles. I just want to say, I hope no one gets cut. I'm Jack the Ripper. Um, all right. Good talk, guys. Check it out. NFL.com slash Rosenthal. All right. Uh, before we go, Greg, uh, Mark, here are the options. If you want to swipe one of Greg's columns, I just went through his archive from last year. All right. Cut candidates. I mean, half done. Miss that one. Yeah. Tag primer. No. <laughs> Free agency rollout. And, you know, like the, the big list. That There's a lot of pub there. No. Well, that's West, too. You got to get on West's corner, or you could pair with West. No, I don't. No, next option: quarterback rankings. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) I did one. Why did I? I think that was like, hey, you have to do this because some sponsor had bought it. That's we're not doing that. I actually early in Greg's run here had a quarterback rankings piece, Mm. and it was quickly. So it's time to take take back what was yours. Well, I wouldn't say it was mine, but it was also. I don't think that that's an original. No, I think I came up with that idea. I have more options for you. No, I did. Roster reset. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about this one? Projected starters. Wait, I no, didn't do no. roster what reset. What a manufactured <laughs> joke. Uh, weak spots. AFC and NFC. It I'm has to be about football? Oh, no. I'm not doing that one again. <laughs> Making the leap. Get back in there. Definitely game. not. No. In fact, I am happy for Greg and his uh, what he's doing here. I'm not. I, I don't am, want I'm any just of trying those. to help you if you want to. I don't want. I, I. They are his. So QB rankings. I'm basically doing all the things that you guys didn't want to do anymore. And you used to assign them out, and now just do it. All right, QB rankings. Uh, talk to Ali about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, we will be back on Friday with another exciting edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, anything else? Anybody else have something to add before we go? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, one of our great listeners, J.C. Carmichael from Cincinnati, had 
uh, kidney transplant recently. I hope you're doing well, JC. See, that's exact. That's great, J- JC. JC. And thank you, Betsy wishes. Clark, for uh, giving us all books at the yes. uh, live sure. show. That was so thoughtful. That yes. you, not only did you give yours, us Mark. books, ouch, kind of threw Mark under the bus there. <laughs> no, I couldn't take it with me that night. So. I had a backpack. It, in was a, it was weeks ago now. You could have recovered it at any time. We've been uh, like two ships passing in a night. I had to take like five. Why was that necessary, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, I love the, the We book. will coordinate, Wes and I, and I will get that book as soon as possible. I had to take like five Ubers to retrace my steps and find my book bag that I had, my backpack that I had left mm-hmm. at a bar that night. But uh, eventually you got I found it. it. It was just sitting there on a the table, yes. Awesome. Uh, all right. That's it. This is Dan Hansa signing off. Four. Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Old Boss, Ricky Hollywood behind the glass, Nick Shook going away bash tonight. Oh, yeah. Let's get crazy. Till Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.